0: Guys, welcome back to the Boardroom Podcast, where we help you stay calm, change lives, and have business on your terms. I'm super excited for my guest today because we we connected in a very interesting way. name is Adam Sarah, so I don't know if I'm saying the last name correctly. So you can yeah, that's correct. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, We actually connected because of I was uh, when I was running our former mastermind, Systems by Design. One of our clients was working with Adam. Somehow. And then we connected inside of Slack, had a great conversation. The extremely talented sales professional. And he's actually built a pretty awesome sales organization that are producing great results for uh, the clients. I think one of your bigger clients is Mind valley. So the guy is legit, completely bona fide. So I have the pleasure of having him on to. Really pick his brain and learn, like, what is his process, his background, and give you guys an opportunity to really learn from absolute sales weapon. Sales is one of the most challenging aspects of scaling a business. Right. And it's one of the skills many entrepreneurs want to avoid and shy away from because it requires you facing looking in the mirror and actually working on yourself, <laughs> doing some mindset work, understanding some mental frames understanding like how to communicate like there's a lot of things that to, a, a lot of skills that stack on each other to allow somebody to be successful in sales so i'm excited to let adam share and just give you guys an opportunity to really learn from an absolute master so adam can you share a little bit about your background and your journey into sales like what inspired you to become a sales professional and even take it a step further and become a sales trainer and sales leader
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, again, sort of thanks for the invite here. It's a great pleasure to, to be here to talk to you, Iggy. Uh, so I, I'm in my mid-40s now, so I've been in sales for probably about 22 years. And I was very fortunate in 2004 to work in the high-ticket industry. So I started working with uh, Richard Bandler and Paul McKenna. So Richard Bandler, for, for the folks out there, he's a the co-founder of NLP, Linguistic Programming. And Paul McKenna was like his UK representative. He's like the number one hypno- hypnotherapist in the world now. So uh, my first gig in this space, in the coaching space, was with them. And what's happened is over the years, you know, I was selling neurolinguistic programming courses. But what also happened was I used that that education to better my approach to sales. So NLP has very much permeated my approach to sales and and how we communicate and how we persuade. So I was very fortunate to have two things happening there. First, working in the high ticket coaching industry, which was very, you know, compared to what it is now, it was very niche and not a lot of people knew about it. Now it's completely blown up, right? Billions and billions of dollars. So back then it was in its infancy stage. So I was very lucky to get in there early on. And then also having exposure to NLP using these very powerful communication techniques to influence with the uh, the way that I sell. So my career started back then and since then I've kind of focused my efforts on selling coaching and education programs and and, per, and and also in personal development.
0: Yeah. So for those for people who are listening and don't really understand like NLP how what would be like the simplest way you can communicate what it is and mm. why so why it's been so like really important for somebody to understand the concepts of it yeah never it before
1: yeah so what nlp is has many many definitions. essentially what it is in its core it's understanding how we have internal representations of the world and utilizing those uh, those processes to it to understand the world for, to persuade individuals. Okay. So NLP can be used for many different things. Where I use it in sales is to do with um, psycholinguistics. So how to use language to really communicate to the, uh, the subconscious mind because as you know we make decisions not on our conscious mind but our subconscious mind so mm-hmm. if you have a way of communicating past the conscious mind which is or, which always has you're always met with resistance directly to the subconscious mind just by using language it can be a really powerful tool in sales
0: yeah i find it really interesting and this is something that i want to kind of ask you what you've kind of noticed is patterns with the sales i feel like sales has really evolved from kind of like a brute force mentality mm. to a real science and almost like an art where there's mm. a lot of science from at least the people that i've talked to at a really high level like when i speak with jeremy minor and talk to him about like his approach for sales like There's a lot of science that a guy like that uses. And it sounds like for you, there's a ton of science. And all the people that I've spoken to that are really high-level sales professionals take a real scientific approach Mm -hmm. to how they take somebody through their sales processes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at a very good closer, he's probably on par with an amateur psychologist, right? He understands how human behavior is influenced. He understands that his sales method has to mirror how human beings make decisions. Because it's the when you're selling, and I always talk about this, and I talk about this in my book as well, that when you're selling, you're never selling your offer. You're never even selling the benefits. You're never selling the outcome. What you're selling is a buying decision. What you're trying to do is influence their behavior. And the way that you do that is you get them to make a decision. And in this case, it's to purchase something.
0: Got it. So let's talk a little bit about like your, I kind of want to know, like in your opinion, what are some of like, the key skills that make a successful salesperson today? What kind mm. of skills do they need to have? There are many skills,
1: just to mention a few. You have to have the ability to be able to create what's called a in an LPA pattern interrupt. If you don't employ a pattern interrupt in your sales process, you will be basically falling prey to the prospects' automatic responses to a salesperson, and what that means is you lose control. You have no authority on that call and the prospect gets what they want and you get zero. So, yeah. you, so a good salesperson knows how to invert the script or flip the script if you like. So to be, and to do that, you need to be understand what the prospect is expecting and how you can interrupt that without completely disconnecting with the prospect as well. So so a good closer, a good salesperson knows how to change the relationship between himself or herself and the prospect. So usually yeah. what happens, the kind of normal frame of a sales conversation, the prospect is up here and the salesperson, the closer is here and they're kind of subservient. What you need to do is you need to switch that relationship. And that gives you automatically control of the sales conversation. Every salesperson knows once you lose control, you lose the sale. And that's how you maintain yeah. that control. So that's the first thing. The other thing is really get into the science of words. Like, get your script down real good. Sorry, just one second. So there is money in words, right? Yeah. Money actually comes from the words that you use. So really understand psycholinguistics, if you like, the power of using words. words. Have meaning and influence. And if you can really understand that, you can really elevate your closing potential.
0: Yeah. So, how do you approach training a new salesperson? And, you know, what's one of the first things that you try to teach them? Well, one of the things that we do in
1: the academy when someone joins the academy, the first thing, like the first 30 days, is all conceptual. It's all like the philosophy of, My own method which i refer to as inverse closing it's all about understanding human behavior what drives human behavior how do we take the least path of resistance as a sales method um how do we create emotion how do we invoke emotion i mean a lot of people that i talk to that join my academy the first question i ask them within my program i say to them what is it to sell and you you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to answer that what is it to sell to sell is to sell good feelings and good decisions. That's what it means to yeah. sell, right? So we go right back to the basics, really good foundation. So in order to be a real good closer, you need a real solid conceptual foundation of what sales is, what persuasion is, right? And then on that basis, then you can start to develop and hone in on your skills by trial and error.
0: Got it. So, I mean, could you share, I mean, what's been one of your more memorable sales experience where it was kind of like you have to take a little bit of a convent- unconventional approach that led to like <laughs> a successful sale. Uh,
1: me personally. Yeah. I guess nothing too out of the ordinary, uh, but maybe just a, a bit of a lesson here. We all know that in sales you get, one prospect who's very, very arrogant and pushy, and they just want to grab control and dictate to you. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation. I was doing some uh, test calls for a therapy training company, and th- there's one guy that came on and he just wanted to t- brain control. He's like, Listen, save me the sales speech, the speech, you know, just give me the price. What does it cost? Tell me the program. When is it? How is it? And I stood my ground. I said, Hold on, stop. In order for me to really help you, and answer those questions. I need to know more about you. If I don't know, I'm gonna give you the wrong type of advice and the wrong type of guidance. So if you just bear with me now, I'll be able to help you. And there was a bit of back and forth, back and forth, but I stood my ground. And then what happened was I got the sale and at the end he said to me, Adam, I just wanna say something to you. I really like how you held yourself on this call. Now, a lot of salespeople would would sort of keel over and go, oh yes, yes, Mr. Prospect. Yeah, let, let me give you all the answers because because I need to make you happy because if you're happy, then I can get the sale. Yeah. That's what usually happens when they don't get the sale. So yeah.
0: that's a good ex- example of holding your ground. So it's not being a not being afraid to be a little confrontational, right? Yeah. It, in a respectful way, in a way that's like tasteful, not combative, but not being afraid of conflict. Yeah. Right? Not it, being afraid to like confront your prospect and hold your ground. Yeah. And challenge them a little bit.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So in another way that you could look at that is you need to have respect for your position. You need to embody and internalize that you are a highly skilled professional, right? Highly skilled professional who's put years into their training and development. And that's why you're on that call. That's why you're taking up that space. And the prospect, he's a guest, who's there for help. Now, if you internalize that, that mindset,
0: then how you deal with those scenarios will
1: be very different.
0: I like that a lot. You know, my mindset, whenever I get to go into a call, I'm like, this person is here. They've taken up the time to get help. And it's really my job to figure out what's going to be the best way that I can help them. And I got to really uncover what the challenges are, what those, what their actual problems are and go beyond like the smoke screen of symptoms and really see if I can identify the root and then help them find a solution. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. really there. I'm there to, to lead. I'm there to support and ultimately there to help them. Hopefully get out of their own way and make a decision yeah, that's yeah. gonna be yeah, exactly. in their best interest. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. And,
1: and and the key thing here, again, if you act like a salesperson, you will be treated like a salesperson. And that's not very nice. So the key thing is to do the opposite. Surprise them. I, I talk about this in my book about pattern interrupts, why they're so important. I give a story about how I use something in real life. And those those lessons can be applied to to sales and, and any other aspect of life as well. Yeah.
0: So what would you say, what are some like the most common challenges that you see salespeople facing today? Let's say you bring, I mean, you've trained a lot of different sales professionals. Like what are some of the most common challenges that you see? And often what are the trainings that, or bad habits that you found you're having to undo and then reinstall new habits? Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the hardest person to train is an experienced salesperson. Because they've picked up all the bad habits using outdated techniques. It, it's really hard. It's easy to train someone who comes not from a sales background, like an empty cup, right? Yeah. But with an experienced salesperson, like I've, I've trained people that have done sales, you know, who are in their 60s, been doing sales all their life. Some people have 15 years, 20 years, and that has a lot of baggage that you need to... To basically get rid of, and just uh, yesterday's coaching call I did with someone who who I'm training, he has this knack of just going really, really quickly, just going through the information, go, trying to buzz through his sales process, and then in the end he wants to clench the deal. Where does that yeah. come? From? That that comes from a very traditional kind of sales outlook. You know, you you talk a lot you keep them busy, you keep them sort of whizzing along. So you almost get them confused. And then in the end, they're like, oh, this is so overwhelming. Just tell me, here's my card. That's what they're expecting. Yeah. But if you you see in high ticket, all of those old methods don't work. And the reason why they don't work is for two reasons. Firstly, high ticket in nature especially the space that we're in, right? You know, selling online training and all that sort of stuff. What you're buying is something that's intangible. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. It's invisible. It's a promise in the future. It's a transformation, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing, the cost of it, It's going to be over 3,000 and above like some high ticket offers, you know, go up to a hundred K. So those two factors demand that the approach that you have on sales calls is way more sophisticated for those two factors. That's why your ordinary sort of outdated sales, transactional sales techniques are just not going to work. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
0: So as a sales leader, right, you're leading a sales organization. So you guys do, Couple of different things. So you have like a your academy where you're actually training and developing sales skills. Is it for anyone, or is it specifically for sales professionals? Is it just like anyone who wants to learn and improve yeah. their sales skills can go into the academy?
1: Yeah. So we have two sides of the business. The main part of the business is the agency, sort of done for you, high ticket closing. So. We have coaches or experts or service providers that are looking to outsource their high ticket closing. You know, th- they may not want to do it because they suck at it. They might not have time for it and they don't have the ability to scale their existing team. Right. Yeah. Those are the reasons. The other side of the business, is, as you're, you're right. You're, it's the academy and that really is about anyone who wants to find out about the high ticket industry, this hidden sales industry that exists get the skills and get hired and have that as a career move. So that's what we have the academy for.
0: So I think as far as like the thing that I wanted to, to know is when you're as you're leading your organization and leading your team, you know, how do you ultimately run your team? And what's your strategy for allowing and creating an environment that's healthy and brings out the best out yeah. of your salespeople? Yeah. So
1: in the agency, it's a very good question, actually. And it's one of the biggest challenges running a done-for-you high-tech closing agency. We, we currently have about 25 closers in the agency who work full-time with us. And with a, such a large team, the biggest concern for us is the in quality mm-hmm. in performance. We know that human beings, they're designed to take shortcuts. And the way that we teach sales is very much a craft that always needs developing. So the first thing is that our environment, our business environment is that we have a passion for constantly getting better at what we do. We have, we understand that, that closing is a pursuit in mastery. So you're always fine tuning. You're always honing onto your skills, ho- making them better, like a, you know, always sharpening our swords. So that's the environment that we have. Now, how do we make sure that our salespeople are continuing to, to utilize everything we teach them? Well, we have, we're very, very strong on performance reviews. We constantly audit our sales calls we have like scorecards if they're using all the right techniques if they did if they asked all the right questions like every call goes through these score scorecards and we rate them and we give them back to the, the closer so they know exactly if they're falling below their performance and if and what they should do for the next score so it's the continuous journey in optimizing and fine tuning and giving feedback to the sales guys that's that's how we make sure that we keep that high level i like that so you're ultimately
0: like you're inspecting what they're doing you're making sure like one you don't you're not letting your yourself your team be out on an island where they can essentially do f all and yep <laughs> Yeah, have no way to check, exactly. and I think that's what a lot of people get wrong is when they bring on a yep. salesperson. Yeah, they're like, great, they're so yep. happy yep. to get out of yep. sales. Yep. They're like, go and just do it, figure it out. Yep. I'm just gonna put calls in your calendar,
1: and yep. don't yep. expect <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst situation to be in to to not know what your salesperson is saying on those calls before they get on there is a very, very dangerous position to be in. Like, as I said, I've got 25 guys. If I chose one of the camp, we've got, we work with about 16, 17 different clients. But if I chose one of those campaigns and you gave me 10 calls, I will tell you from 10 different salespeople, if we put them through like an AI reader or whatever it is, they would all say the same thing. They would all have the same structure. The yeah. only part that would be different is the heart of the conversation when you're really trying to understand the prospect and every prospect is different. But yeah. they will all have the same structural integrity. They'll be using all the same uh, powerful words that we've trained them to use. That's how you make sure that your closers are doing a good job.
0: Yeah, and then you, you have a uniform in how it's being... How your sales process is being conducted. So the only variable is the prospect themselves. Yes. Right. Indeed. And that way, like when you're inspecting and you're going through it, like you can immediately spot when somebody's out of uniform. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And, th- and that's yeah. really important. And most people, I think, just don't even understand how important that structure is well, inside of, of a sales it. team.
1: Yeah. Think of it like this. If you don't have a uniform methodology, how do you coach someone? Because yeah. what's the benchmark? Yeah. Well, what's the benchmark? How do you say, oh, that was wrong? What well, According to what? I don't know. But if you have a methodology that the entire team are trained upon, then you have a benchmark. You have something to refer to, to yeah. say, well, that was a good call. That was a bad
0: call. Right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that. How do you what's your approach for dealing with underperforming sales professionals? Like, let's say, I mean, you have a guy who is doing great and then they hit their slump. Like, how do you go about handling when salespeople are underperforming?
1: Yeah, good question. So internally, we have something called camp, right? So when someone falls below par we actually reduce their calls and then what we do is this we every time they have a call we jump on a coaching session back to back and we continue that until they have this realization of what what they've been doing wrong so when you're when you're a closer and you're on your own you're too close to your problem yeah. So what happens is that over time you are shaving off the things that, that were working when you first started. So often, you know, I would say to a closer of mine, I'd say, so what do you think's changed? It's like, no, Adam, I'm doing exactly what I was doing. You know, when I started two months ago, you know, it's the leads, right? It's the prospects. They've changed. Something's changed. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get on a call. And then I play them a call that they did when they first started and I play them a call, which is more recent and the difference is staggering. And the reason for that is when they first join, they get results. So then the second month they're like, oh, this is really easy. I don't have to do this much, you know, so much work. Then they go back to what they were doing before. And because they, because it's been incremental, that it's hard for them to notice that what they've abandoned along the way. So yeah, you know, contrast is a beautiful way to train someone to teach someone. And that's what I, I employ
0: it in the, um, in our agency. Awesome. So with like the, I mean, we've kind of dove into a lot of stuff. I mean, for those of you guys who are listening, I hope you're getting a ton of value from Adam and just his expertise. And you can see, I love when I, when I'm able to ask, like, somewhat difficult questions and hear how people articulate the answers. And you can tell like when somebody's done, doing the damn thing and they have reps under the bar uh, <laughs> and how they communicate, All right. So you're a part of lots of different like verticals where your team are selling. So you get access to lots of different trends and mm-hmm. things like that. So what's like an emerging trend that you're seeing that could shape like the future of sales, right? Mm. So prospects are getting way more smart. They
1: are fully aware of the tactics and the antics of high ticket closing, right? Being on the receiving side. So let me give you an, idea, give an example. What's often promoted in this space is the, the uh, fast action bonus. I take it you've heard about this, um, Iggy, right? You know, this program is 10K, but if you buy from me now, it's 5K. Stuff like that might have worked two, three years ago, but that's that stuff does not work anymore. They're, you know, prospects have been beaten up with bad sales techniques for, for many years and they're attuned to what's going on. So the bottom line is this, that you need to up your game. If you want to sell in this space, you need to invest in better skills you know, sophisticated approach to, to selling.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think essentially you know, people are getting smarter and even we we're, we're experiencing this in our own sales process where people that we talk to are a lot more educated, you know, they're not looking mm-hmm. to just like make an impulse purchase. Mm-hmm. on the spot, mm-hmm. Right. And I went through and looked at our, like our average sales cycle and our average sales cycle is about 21 days after the, person has a wow. first call, right? Where we find ourselves, like, we'll jump on a follow-up, we'll send some additional resources, and that's just kind of been, like, the trend for the past few months uh, that we've been really studying. And it's like, wow, like, people are, I mean, maybe because we're, we're in a very technical space, we build right. AI applications for for businesses, so it's not like there's a real ROI that they're that they're getting from it. But it's not like they're purchasing a coaching program or anything like yeah. that. Like they're coming in for a very specific problem that they want to have solved, which means they're higher intent. But they're also way more sophisticated buyers that are doing research mm-hmm. on what mm-hmm. technology is going to help solve their problem. And we're noticing that where you can't just like we almost had to really adjust it to match kind of like their decision making process to win a lot of the deals that we've been able to win. And I've yep. seen that trend where it's just like people were coming in a lot more sophisticated. Yep. And if you try to use sales jargon or high pressure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Manipulative tactics, like their BS meter, their BS Raiders is very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know?
1: that, that radar is really tuned up, right? They can get a minor and, you know, using techniques like the one I mentioned and also like yes trap. So you're looking to do this to get X amount of dollars increase in your business. Yes. You've tried other things and it hasn't worked. Yes. You're looking to sort this problem out now. Yes. Okay, let's sign you up. Well, hold on. No, I need to go and think. But you said, but you said yes, three times. What's going on? You know, why? why, You know, stuff like that doesn't work. It just doesn't work.
0: Yeah. So what's uh, what's been the best advice that you've gotten when it comes to sales and business? Like, if you can go back and start your career over, like, what advice would you give yourself as a, it, a complete noob? You need to be honest with yourself,
1: and if it's not working, to abandon it and humble yourself and go to someone and get a, get a mentor to teach you, right? That's the number one thing that I would advise people like be honest with yourself. Do you really think that your sales skills are where they ought to be? Stop blaming everyone else. Stop blaming the prospects, stop blaming the leads and look inward. And if you can answer that question, honestly, I think the honest conclusion would be you need a mentor sales Is like any other skill. It's a craft, and you need to be mentored, right? If you want to master tennis or football or soccer, as you guys call it, right, you need a coach.
0: Yeah. Right. But if you're happy, athletes at the top of their game have. Yeah, you need a coach, and this is yeah, exactly (laughs) at the professional level than they did when they were amateurs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But if but if you're happy being mediocre, fine. But don't kid yourself. If you really want to master
0: sales and closing, you need a mentor. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, as far as the audience goes, you know, do you have any tips or strategies for some of our listeners who are looking to just improve their sales? Like, what are the things that they could be doing on a daily basis that are just best practices to just getting better and
1: better? Yeah. Well, look, make sure you record your calls and listen to them. I just got off, before this, I just got off a coaching call with one of my closers and we listened to his um, his first call with this new client of ours. And it was really important for him to listen to it because he said to me, goes, when I was on the call, I thought this was a really good call. Yeah, I thought I was asking ask really good questions. You know, I, I got all my questions out. I thought I got a lot of, you know, pain from the prospect. And what we found is that, he only got a very surface level amount of pain from the prospect and he, he, he developed this habit. Every time she would take her time to actually explain why she was on this call and what the real reason was, he kept interrupting with another question. And I said to him, his name is Joseph. I said, Joseph, are you seeing that you're cannibalizing your tools? you're cannibalizing the information because she's warming up to offload what's really happening in her life and you're just concerned about the next question and that was really telling for him to listen to so record your calls and listen back to them you know if you don't have a mentor you're still going to benefit from recording your calls and listening be your uh, best critic
0: yeah and then, how can I mean, dude, you've dropped a ton of value, I appreciate you coming on board. What's going to be the best way for someone to get in touch with you? How can the people who are listening just become a part of your world and potentially work with you at a higher level or even get started, you know, consuming some, some information on you?
1: Yeah. So you can go to my website, um, adamsara.com And whether you're interested in outsourcing your sales, we have it done for you high-ticket closing agency where we take your sales calls and we just do that. It's complete done for you. So we'll take the calls, we do all the follow-ups and uh, make you loads of money. And uh, you don't have to take any sales calls. Or if you're looking to learn high-ticket closing, if you're looking to move into it as a new career, or maybe you're already in high-ticket closing and you want to up your game, maybe the skills that you were taught aren't getting you the results. So you can join our academy as well. So there's two sides of the business that um, some might be interested in. Awesome.
0: And then if somebody, let's say somebody listening is an entrepreneur and they wanted to be able to potentially get their sales team access to the academy, is that something that they'd be able to do as well?
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. So we do have like a company training offer as well. Rather than individuals, we also train. In actual fact, I first started training companies and what happened was I kept getting individuals saying, Adam, can you mentor me? I've seen your stuff. And I was like, I don't have any way of doing that I don't have a training program but then after the fifth person I was like hey I'm already doing it in my agency the same because every closer that joins my agency to work for me they yeah. go through a strict program I was like well why don't I just give that to the public and that's how the academy was born out of
0: okay awesome so if you whether you're a sales individual wanting to sharpen your skill get mentorship or if you're somebody looking for career change you have the academy if you're an entrepreneur yeah. and you have your sales team you want to get them give the gift them with Adam, you can have your team join the academy. Or if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, hey, you know what? I want to focus on just product. I want to focus on the things that I really love doing. I don't want to build a sales team. Yeah, like. I'd rather have Adam insert his highly trade sales, trained sales teams into my business um, and they have that as well. So they can find information on all those things on uh, your website, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Also, it's all there. And also um my
1: book. Anyone interested in my methodology and getting into high ticket sales, they can purchase my book on
0: there as well. Awesome. So we'll point everything in the show notes, but Adam, it was such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your expertise. If you want access to just get to know Adam, purchase his book, get into the academy for the done for sales agency, adamsarah.com. We will have that in the description, show notes, all those good things. And until next time, guys, stay calm, change lives, and have business on your terms.